What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. Good to be with you guys. My name is Harrison Gilming, Director of Worship Arts, here with... Hey, Mike Moses, Lead Pastor of Lake Forest Church. Good to be with you today. Today, we are going to get to know a ministry partner at Lake Forest Church, Huntersville. It's local elections week, and we are going to talk with one of our ministry partners who's a local business owner and an elected official, and we're going to hear about that experience because that's the week that we're in. But first, Harrison. First, two things first. We want to let you guys know what's coming up here at Lake Forest Huntersville. First of all, uh, we mentioned this recently. Mike's been mentioning it on Sunday mornings, but we wanted to let you guys know, those of you that have been tracking this with us, we are wrapping up this month. Uh, by the end of November, we will be done going through the whole Bible in a whole year, finishing with the book of Revelation. So uh, it's been a fun journey. We'll do the whole book of Revelation on November 28th, Sunday after Thanksgiving. You'll just read the whole book from beginning to end. A reason to shake yourself (laughs) from your turkey-induced stupor and be at worship that day. Uh, Because I have no idea how I'm going to do that, Harrison. No idea. But I'm looking forward to At this stage in my life and my work, I like new challenges in teaching the Bible. And this is actually, I'm being serious. That's really super motivating for me. And so I'm actually pretty thrilled about it. And so I have kind of a cool reading list for the week of Thanksgiving. I'll try and find a good song that connects with that. That has to do with seven scrolls and <laughs> seven seals and seven trumpets. And it'll be I think great. we should sing that. What is it? Glory, glory. He has trampled out the vineyards where the grapes of wrath are stored. His. Yeah. Anyway, good luck with that. That, that feels you'll like it'll co- go really you'll, well. You'll probably do better than me. Okay. Well, let's um, just stay in each of our lanes. How about that? That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, uh, the second thing we wanted to mention is... Uh, as, as we've been calling it around the office, as Mike just called it, as we were getting ready, uh, it's operation Christmas, the heck out of Christmas. We're going full on Christmas mode here soon. People are hurting. There's still uncertainty, uh, less so I feel particularly where we are in the pandemic. I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, and, uh, the millennial generation has grown more sentimental about Christmas actually than previous generations. And they statistically, they start celebrating it earlier. They start decorating. One of our millennials on staff, (laughs) they, November 1st is Christmas decoration day. Um, they, they already did that. Uh, so also all of us really want to lean into, uh, vibes of, of what is nourishing to us. And I think we all all the traditions at Christmas, the warmth of it, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to want to lean into that this year at Lake Forest Huntersville. That's why we're not doing the Book of Revelation in December. Um, <laughs> That's right. You want to highlight a few of the special things that are going on yeah, for we got, us? Yeah, we have some stuff coming at the beginning of December, especially uh, to get us off and running and in the Christmas spirit. The first thing that we are doing, uh, this is our, our third year doing this. We've had a lot of fun the first couple of times that we've done it. It's our Christmas tree lighting out on the lawn. We'll have the big tree up for the whole month of December, and that is going to be on the night of December 1st. We'll Wednesday have some, night, December 1st. That's right. We'll have some music out on the lawn. I'm sure there will be some hot chocolate of Just some like kind. last year, a big blow-up screen. Everybody mm-hmm. just bring like canvas chairs and stuff like we did at Easter. And uh, last year, it was so fun. Just lots of people of all ages— of course, there were a lot of parents and young kids because we showed. Uh, we showed the Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown Christmas this year. We're going to show an Olaf thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, That's and, the official uh, name. This is the official name. But you know what I loved last year? So there was all these parents with little kids, and I was just kind of walking around saying hi uh, in a pandemic. Like, we were a little more standoffish at that point. But I loved there was this whole crew of, like, 30-year-olds who hang out in our church. Uh, no kids, you know, married, unmarried. And they were just like, yeah, we're vibing on Charlie Brown and Christmas Story and Christmas Life. That was just fun. A lot we'll of, sing a Christmas carol. Or two yeah. A lot of the, uh, and a lot of those people also brought their, they were out in the, on the edges of the circle and it brought their dogs and Mike enjoyed My. the company of the dogs way more than the, uh, than the toddlers. I got to watch Charlie Brown Christmas with my grand dog. That's right. And my son and my wife. Yes. Oh, oh, I need to give Austin that date. I'm going to text him as soon as this is over. Okay. What's right. the next thing? The next thing. Then the next Wednesday night. The next Wednesday night is, uh, as you mentioned, uh, People, especially this time of year, pandemic or no pandemic, this is the time of year where a lot of people are hurting. People are going through stuff, and one of our favorite brings up memories. Yeah, brings up memories, and and when there are are people that you uh, that you are missing in your life, you experience the the pain of that more strongly, especially around the holidays. And you're missing Mm -hmm. sharing those times with those people. So we. uh, one of our favorite services we get to do together yeah. most years, we've we've done it we a good handful service. in a row, is called Blue Christmas. Wednesday night, December 8th. It's not a, a, a service designed to have thousands of people. It's for the people who are, that's where they are. Uh, their loss may be fresh. Uh, usually, it's mostly people who have a fresh loss in the past year. And then there are some people who come back year after year. So we're, we're happy for anyone who feels served by that. We'll set up in the round uh, um, on the worship floor. We'll totally reset it. We have a couple of very active worship elements where you actively, we have a couple of specific artistic ways where you actually name the person or persons or the part of your life that you're missing. Uh, and offer that up in worship. It's a special time. I'm I'm already looking forward to it. Me as well. And then and then the uh, third thing that's coming up. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna speak about this a lot more broadly very soon. But just so you know, in December, we'll announce all the dates, all the specifics. But just so you guys know, it's happening because we know there are folks out there that this is like their thing that they love about Lake Forest. Their favorite way to serve the community. That's right, and that that is the uh, what we're now calling the Caterpillar Ministries Christmas Toy Christmas Store. Toy Store. So just a way we'll host it on our campus, but it serves working class families here locally, uh, where we Lake Forest people who want to be generous, we buy specific toys to specific ages, cool stuff. We pay full price. We bring it here. A team of our Lake Forest Huntersville elves. That it could be one of you. Marks it down 50 to 75%. And then to give dignity to working class families, they come in and shop and they have a certain amount they can spend. So they are spending their money providing for their own children. We're not coming in and handing their child a gift. That, that's a recipe for a, a parent feeling undignified in front of their child. So I, we all love everything about this mission and our partnership with Caterpillar Ministries. That's right. And then in addition to all that, on Sunday mornings we'll be in full-on Christmas mode. We'll be celebrating the seat this uh, this season of Advent together, culminating on Christmas Eve on the twenty third and twenty fourth. We'll be having Christmas Eve services 
We don't even know how many. We don't even know what time. We're going to figure that out. But it's there to be plenty. Get on down there, Delta variant. That's right. We want you to get low, low, low. That's right. Because we want to party. Yeah, we want to party. Our Sunday morning series in December is called The Gift, and we will just end it there. That's right. All right, Mike, we got a guest today. Why don't you set it up? We have a special guest. Let me introduce to you uh, my friend and Lake Forest Huntersville ministry partner, Brian Hines. Like I said, this is Brian Hines. Brian, thanks for joining us on the Ask LFC podcast. Well, glad to be here, and thanks for the invite. Yes. Now, we have gotten to know each other. You and your wife, Lori, uh, became ministry partners a little while back here. Um, and we got to know each other because I learned that you were a longtime business owner here in the community. You've been here a long time, as long as, if not longer than I have. Um, and... Um, about once a year, I just pull together people who I happen to learn are business owners in our congregation and connect them to one another because there's some, there's some uh, power in that. And we go through like a five-session Bible discussion. It's not even a Bible study for what, is, what does it mean to be a kingdom builder as a business owner? That's how you and I got to know each other. Somebody was like, well, this is Brian this is a thing. And, a, um, and that was delightful to go through that Bible journey. Uh, I mean, sorry, kingdom builders uh, study with you. And yeah, that's where we got to know each other, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's right. Yes. Uh, had a lot of previous connections, yes. but that was really the first, uh, we really got to know each other a little bit. And that was, yeah. a, that was a great study. Before that, we knew that we shared um, paying an arm and a leg to Chapel Hill that's right. to become fans there uh, for our children. Um what is your business, first of all? What's your business? Yeah, well, I've I got a real estate investment and development company. I do a lot of local uh, development here, uh, do investments as well. So I uh, started a long time in real estate, 21 years ago. So I've yeah. done a little bit of everything in the business and uh, doing a lot of more stuff here at home. When you went out on your, uh, maybe a little bit later, I'd like to ask some of your, your kingdom venture right now, if sure. I can, because um, we're going to get to the fact that uh, Brian is an elected official in Huntersville right now, um, but you're in early on in your when you went out on your own in real estate development. What were the types of projects that you really cut your teeth on and uh, and found that was your niche to succeed? Yeah, well, great, great question. Um, you know, it's interesting if I go back a little bit further, 21 years ago, I, I always knew I wanted to be a real estate investor. Um, I'd have my real estate license. I was working for a company and out of the blue, I get fired. Don't know necessarily <laughs> to this day why, but uh-huh. just knew. And I had a piece at that time. Hmm. Uh, and, and Lori, by the way, was three months pregnant with our first oh my goodness. child. Okay. So at that point it was a real leap of faith. Like, okay, what am I going to do now? And I had, the, I had the, uh, had my real estate license. So from there, I just kind of but you probably didn't have the money to be a real estate investor at oh, that point. <laughs> oh, no, sir. I, I gone from real that's estate. That's an end of career thing, not a. <laughs> well, that's absolutely right. Yeah. I had gone into it being a real estate investor, and then I had to, uh, to be a real estate survivor okay. first okay. before I did anything else. So uh, over the years, I mean, I just had I always looked for great mentors, people that could really help shape and mold me to kind of where I thought God was leading me at the time. Mm-hmm. And through that, um, really during the Great, great Recession, I mean, is when... Uh, I really started doing more development and investment okay. work, and okay. um, I was doing it for some national retailers, 
going up and down the coast, North, South Carolina, and uh, Virginia. So I was doing a lot of traveling during the recession, and um, those opportunities blessed me and the family very well. And really, became, that was when I was able to become that real estate investor um, that I always desired and always felt called to be okay. in business. And I happen to know that you have um, you you've had more than uh, you've wanted, as much as you've wanted to say grace over. Uh, you've had projects uh, first. Uh, regionally and even up and down the east coast and now i think you focus in more regionally here um when and how did you decide so brian is currently a huntersville town commissioner and this is what i want to ask you about when you're a businessman you're you're very busy with that and you were succeeding at it you um have a full family life uh active in your faith um, when and how did you start thinking about running for elected office in the town of Huntersville? Well, that, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think first and foremost, um, my family, Lori and myself, we're just servants. We're servants. We started serving in our church at 24 years old when we moved here, uh, working with the youth group. And uh, I was on the Huntersville planning board in 2003 to 2009. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, I just knew that Huntersville was going to be our family home. And I wanted to be involved. And so I was fortunate enough to be appointed to the planning board. Uh, And through that time, I just, you know, I enjoyed it because it was kind of in alignment with my business. Mm -hmm. And um, so I understood it. I was very well versed in it. That gave me, I was able to cut my teeth in that. Uh, 2009, I resigned abruptly because I was tired of the politics of all of that at the time. Um, And at, at that point, every year people would ask me, current board members, past mayors, would ask me, why don't you run? Did okay. you resign to run? Okay. And at that time, the time just wasn't right. Luke was eight, Whitley was six, and Lily was just mm-hmm. uh, two at the time. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like it was right because when I invest in something, I put everything I have into it, and I knew it was going to be the same thing if I were to run for commissioner. So four terms had gone by, and people just kept asking and kept mm-hmm. asking and kept asking. And uh, I think it boiled down to I got to the last two years prior to that thinking, Lori, maybe this is time. Maybe we should do it. And in the back of my mind, I was like, well, Lord, if you want me in that role, I'll be a, I'll be a write-in candidate, right? But Really? In the back of my mind, okay. a little bit, because. but then I'm like, well, that's testing the Lord. That's not the way to do it. He mm-hmm. wants action from me. Mm-hmm. So uh, 2000... The Lord most often does his work through the through human agency and usually it's consciously not some rando to the, I saw how much it took to get elected in this town last night not some random 1500 people randomly synchronicity wise had a dream and wrote in Brian Hines that's not his normative his normative way of working is somebody who follows him who knows that their life is to serve. I appreciate that. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And you saw that as yes in your church, yes in your family, and your work. But you even saw that bigger in your zip code. And normally, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, then we get a vision for a specific way to serve. How did that turn into a call for you? Well, I I think in 2017, we were like, it's either time to put up or shut up in a way, okay. you know, stop thinking about it. And, and I, I try to live life without having regrets. I don't want to look back. I tried, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm 49, but at 40 years old, I tried hunting. 
and I went and sat in a deer stand. I'm like, well, I don't want to be 60. I don't want to be that guy at 60. I try something for the first uh-huh. time. I'm like, I got like 10 years left. And I, yeah. you know, I wasted all these good years. I quickly realized that I'm not a hunter. I, I, you know, I'm a people person. Yeah, I don't like okay. to be out in the wilderness by myself when it's cold. Uh, but, I, but I tried it. And, and so we looked at it and said, you know, 2017, Luke was 17. We were 17, 15, and 11 at the time. I'm like, okay. Now is the time to set, maybe set an example for our children, how to mm-hmm. serve, and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So we had to take action, and the action was just going down to the Board of Elections and signing our name to a list. That, that's all it was. I mean, really? that, that was just okay. my mentality. Like, mm-hmm. all right, once you, you're committed, it's kind of like going to the gym. I, the hardest part is showing up. Right. So it was, that, was the, that was the act of just writing my name on the list and saying, all right, I'm committed to this. And, Lord, take me where you want me. If you want me in this position, you'll do it. But it was also in the back of my mind a little bit of my son, Luke, who's at Chapel Hill. Um, since he was fifth grade, always wanted to live in Washington, D.C. For some reason, always wanted to live in Washington, D.C. And it just started hitting me like, who am I to get in the way of what maybe God's calling me to do? I don't see myself as a politician. I still don't. But who am I to get in the way of maybe he wants me to follow along with Luke? I, got, I can't go to Raleigh before I go probably start locally. So... Maybe the Lord wants me to work in Huntersville, and then I go to the state level when my mm-hmm. son's up in the Raleigh-Durham, mm-hmm. Chapel Hill area. And then if he moves to D.C., maybe God's calling me, but I'm not allowing him to use me if I don't sign my name to the list. Okay. So, uh, what, Something I relate to there, Brian, is that when my boys were roughly the same age as your two oldest is when I finally said yes to national leadership positions in our denomination. I had said no for this similar reasons. Uh, but finally was like, well, if that's part of my service is also external to my day job <laughs> also here at Lake Forest. Um, well, um, were you at this point when you went down and signed the, the thing, were you motivated? Was there some issue that you were motivated by? Man, if I could just change this about Huntersville or I'm so mad about this or if we could just do this. Was there something animating you specific or was it general i want to have a hand in the responsible direction that this town continues to develop you know i wouldn't say there was a real pressing issue outstanding like you know yesterday maybe the issue was growth maybe it was town hall uh nothing like that really motivated me it was just am i doing what i'm called to do in this moment and uh, that, w- that was a driving force for me. Okay. Yeah. So that election, um, uh, I didn't know you yet. W- um, how much of a squeaker? So last night I was watching the Huntersville election results while I was watching the Braves win the World Series uh, because uh, mayoral candidate here, because I care about our town, I always watch it, but uh, mayoral candidate is uh, also a part of Lake Forest Church Huntersville, uh, and Melinda Bales apparently will be our new mayor. That's pretty cool. So I was watching all that, and I was watching how close, like I think either in Cornice, Davidson, or Huntersville, like the the difference between the last commissioner elected and the one unelected was like 12 votes, one of the, one of our towns. Um, what was the election night like for you? Well, it was nerve-wracking for one. It's my first time ever running for any type of office. I yeah. didn't do anything in high school or okay. college or anything. Um, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, so 
The first numbers you saw last night are early voting. At 7.30, polls closed, 7.35. The first numbers were the last 10 days early voting. So what I learned was had all my family and friends. We were at Hickory Tavern, and the first numbers pop up, and I'm, I'm like second. The only one ahead of me in 2017 was our new mayor now, Melinda Bales. Okay. Um, but and I'm congratulations, like, Melinda. Absolutely. We're, we're, absolutely. We're proud of you and know you'll do a great job. Yes. And um, so I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, well, that's just early voting. So what's typically turn out on election day? And I was still nervous. And and a lot of people come to, you know, the mayor at the time, Annarella, who is uh, outgoing mayor now. Yeah. Um, said I, you, I sent John an email Monday thanking him for his service. I've appreciated his leadership in our town. Yeah, he's, he's been a great mayor um, and has been great serving with him. But I remember him saying, you're a lock at number two. So the first, you know, if you're the one, two, three, more, yeah. more likely you're not going to drop all the way out of the top six. Usually it's the movement between the four, five, and six. So it was, you know, afterwards I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew, okay, well, I'm serving in a new role. The Lord has just taken me to this new new chapter of my life where I can serve, and I want to serve the town that I love. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Of We've had five houses in Huntersville since 1996. And, and we could have we could have moved to Cornelius, we could have moved to Lincoln County, but we, there's just something about this community. I love this community. Interesting, Brian. I yeah. love that. I love hearing that. Yeah, I've I've had one truck in uh, the last uh, four houses. So one <laughs> it's one moved vehicle. All those boxes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, do you still have the boxes stored away in your? Uh, now I, th- I don't think attic Lori, for the next time. I don't think Lori's going to allow me to move her again. Okay. Okay. Um, and you're all in committed to Huntersville now. So what, as you got started as town commissioner, um, what, what was what you expected in the role and what was really different than what you expected? You know, I, th- I think what kind of was expected is just, you know, everybody's working together to do the best thing that they can for the town of Huntersville. But on the, also the flip side is everybody's got a different way of going about getting to the, to a solution. And that's where disagreements come in and, the, and those kind of things. Um, you know, probably the biggest um, thing I wasn't expecting is just politics. Okay. Um, um, that's kind of funny because you were entering politics. Right. But I, from a, coming from my lens, I, I'm not very political. It okay. doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. I'm a consensus builder. I like working with anybody and everybody. You've never been a hyper-partisan guy jumping up and down about that. No, not, not at all. And, but, you know, just I could see how certain votes would go a certain way because they're talking to a certain audience, and it's not really what they believe, but they're doing it because they know the okay. votes are already there. And it just, that was very eye-opening to me. Okay. And still a little challenging and bothersome. <laughs> Have, and then I'm going to come back to the second question. How... Um, did you, how did you, you, stu- you stayed at it and you stayed in the process. Um, as I'm trying to remember, it, was this one term or are you at the end of two terms? I'm at the end of two terms. Yeah, so you re-upped. How did you keep that from making you cynical and opting out of the process, but instead saying, no, Lord, you've called me to serve? Uh, yeah, I think I was really struggling with that after the first term because you have to sign up again. You have to sign your name to the list again in July. And I was being coached uh, by a group of men as part of my halftime program. Uh-huh. And they were, they were kind of going with me with this process. And I said, I, I, I feel like I, I, I need to bail out because I, I, 
I don't feel God's calling me to this path in my life long term hmm. to a different role. But I'm, I, I don't know if I've done it long enough. Uh, and I would be, I, w- I would, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I would regret not at least following through because maybe this is just an emotional response I'm having right now because I don't want to go through the campaigning and th- those kind of right. things. Could be a wall to break through. Yeah. May, maybe it's Satan saying, nope, I don't want you to stop right here. And, yeah, yeah. um, and I didn't want to fall for that. So that's when I decided I'm going to at least go one more term because maybe, maybe, maybe this is what I'm supposed to call to do. And, and selfishly, I don't want to do it anymore. So, okay. so that's why I decided to do for another, another term. I thank you for that answer. Um, so, what did you find that was like what you expected serving on the Huntersville Town Board? Um, I don't know for what expectations. I, I don't know what expectations I had going into okay. it. I, I just knew that from you know our previous church plant and startup that we did. I mean, if you go in with a bunch of expectations, you're probably going to be disappointed. So yeah. I had to learn. You, you did know, learn a lot from being a part of that church plant. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I, I learned a lot about how well trained and versed our staff is. I got to know them on a different level because mm-hmm. I would do business dealings with. I mean, I'd submit plans and, and deal with the planning department, for example. But I just learned how well and how how good of a team that they have already. Okay. And how could I over the next two years, four years? enable them and encourage them and give them more support Hmm. you know we are in a red state zip code i'm always aware of that as pastor um and although not um not extreme there is political and cultural diversity here in huntersville more than people kind of see at first glance and uh uh, so blue state people kind of have their one reflexive response when you raise the word government or government employee. And red state people's reflexive, and that's one thing, red state people's reflexive response is, oh, government employees, you know, right? there's jokes that everybody mm-hmm. makes behind the scenes about uh, that. And you're saying that you found at the town level, um, uh, tell me a little bit more about that. What You hear... I mean, you have to hear those kind of jokes. Our kind of—I've said them before. You have, I'm sure. Um, tell us a little bit more about learning to engage as partners now. Um, technically, bureaucrats, but people who've been—you were called as, as your hobby instead of hunting, <laughs> or instead of golfing, like I do. Um, your hobby became town servanthood. And now you're partnering with people whose life vocation is that. Right. And yet we deride them maybe as a class sometimes. It's an easy shot to talk about. Yeah, it's a whole new respect. I mean, you think, okay, well, you're working for the government because you can't make it in the private sector or whatever. And that's so not the case, you know. Going back to the red state and the blue state thing, the first thing that popped up in my mind was uh, I had a lot of support. I'm I'm a registered Republican. I'm probably more in the middle. just haven't done anything to change my affiliation. But to me, it doesn't matter in a local, mm-hmm. it's nonpartisan anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that about our elections. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I am, if I look at my own Heinz economy, I am, I am a very physical conservative. Okay. I don't, I'm very limited to debt, don't like it, you know, talk about scripture with all that stuff. I just, I don't want to be a servant to the lender. Um, but I had to take that over to the town. 
and how do I make decisions, budget decisions based off mm-hmm. of the, those principles. And one of one of the very conservative people I remember in 2017, one of the first votes we ever had. It was I can't. It was something minuscule. It was about five thousand dollars. Okay. You know, but we have an eighty ninety million dollar budget for the town of Huntersville. Is it really? Yeah. With our enterprise funds, HFFA, okay. uh, Electricities, those kind of things. And um, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but uh, I made the vote against what he thought I should because I'm a fiscal conservative like he is. But sometimes I believe sometimes you got to yeah. spend money to make money. Um, you did that to start up your business. Yes. And um, he was very, very upset with me. The meeting was over. He goes, and you call yourself a damn conservative. <laughs> I was, I was like, so that that was my introduction to local politics. Like, I, you know, so I had been painted in yeah. this box yeah. over here, physical conservative, but I, I, I'm, I'm open to yes. spending money when it's time to spend money to push our town in a different direction. And there's some people who recognize no gradation there. Yeah. Right. And, and there's some people say we don't need more town staff. Well, I, I don't have a problem increasing our town staff if it's necessary and needed and it betters the process yeah and since our town is growing at a whatever percent clip that that that's right and in a responsible way i mean absolutely we we deal with that with budgets here that uh thank you for that snapshot brian um what are you thank you for serving our town i love our town one of the reasons i chose huntersville it would have been before you were on the planning board so in 97 i was deciding where to plant lake forest church and I went on a prayer retreat over New Year's and fasted and prayed over two days between 97 to 98, deciding between planting in Ballantyne, uh, University area, or Lake Norman. And there were several factors through which the Lord very clearly led me, but also through my own desires to plant in Lake Norman. Um, uh, But one of those factors was I met with a town planning planner, all the way back in 97, and... Hammond. Hammond, yes. And uh, she laid out all the stuff and talked about new urbanism and, the, you know, the things. And, and I got excited about being a part being a part of hopefully what would be a, a, a spirit-filled church that is serving an increasing number of people as people are going to move in here, like, in droves, which they have. But being a part of a town that's on the ground floor of becoming whatever it will become, that was a motivating factor to me, Brian, S- similar to where I felt like my quote-unquote business overlapped with the quote-unquote business of a town becoming the best that it can be, similar to you. Um, that's interesting. We had some similar, but I was, um, I can't say that I was like, oh, new urbanism, that's the only thing out there. But there was a vision for there being a there there for us being a type of town that I resonated with. And, and there was no there there at the time in the university area uh, in particular. Uh, and and I knew that if I was going to work come here to Charlotte and work at a bank, I would choose the Lake Norman area over South Charlotte. I'd, I'm just that guy, for whatever that says about me. And so I knew this would be more my tribe, people like you, uh, that I'd want to do life with. Um, what are you... Thank you for serving our town for these years. That and and thanks to Lori and the kids for the nights they gave up for. Uh, I, that's a lot. Uh, thank you. And even the the second term under a bit of duress, like I'm just I'm gonna serve, 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 because doesn't appear that 
that this is a long-term calling for me. I, I really appreciate that. What are you most um, proud, maybe too big of a word, what are you most satisfied that you've seen the board accomplish during your tenure? Well, I, I think there's a, a lot of challenges that we face in a very fast-growing community. You know, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, I, as I roll off and I have two more meetings, really one, and then okay. just I go in, they swear the new board in, and, and we leave. There's Lame Duck Hines again, yeah, that's voting. A, that's right. Yeah. Um, and they, they do it on purpose where there's really not anything on the agenda that can, you know, change everything drastically. Yeah, you're not going to hamstring the next board. Right. Uh, but, you know, I think some of the things, I mean, really the downtown area, you know, I even thought when Burkdale was approved a long time ago, they had been working on our downtown area, growing that. Mm-hmm. And when Burkdale was when Burkdale was approved, the mm-hmm. sucking sound just went straight out of downtown. Yes. To Bur- to exit 25. And then you saw the golf course being built and you saw everything just explode over there. And then after that, it dropped down to 23, and Rosedale was built, the hospital and the business park. One of our ministry partners uh, was the developer of record of both all the, the – what's the shopping center with Target at exit 25? North Cross. North Cross, and then Rosedale. Wow. Uh, he was actually um, also in charge of building the Lake Forest building, Steve Brum. Yes, okay. Still grateful for him today. Yes, absolutely. But, yes, I, all the development energy were in those pockets. Yeah, so – and then, I mean – not just me and the last two boards that I've served with, but, I mean, boards for the last 10, 15, 20 years have been working on, you know, lighting a fire in downtown Huntersville and mm-hmm. making it something. And and I think that um, I'm really proud of the momentum that's going now. I yes, mean, the, it is. The, 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 uh, road I'm thrilled about every new step that's been taken. Yeah, well, thank you. So, I, you know, the road is finally being built. I mean, that's been in the works for 15 years. I can't take credit for it. If somebody says they take credit for it, uh, no, that's not right. the way it works. But, um, but yeah, you know, we just sold the Blythe Building. There's going to be a new restaurant, uh, craft beer place there, which is going to be really neat. We got the new Greenway in in the old town hall in the old police department. Oh, that's outstanding! Oh, it's fantastic. Yes, I'll meet you there soon. There you go. We'll, we'll do that. <laughs> um, you know, we got Discovery Place. We, we've we've taken yes, steps. What a win! Yes, yes, and we've we've taken steps to you know start conversations in a new town hall on the property we already own with the infrastructure already in place. Uh, that was a big issue in the election, but mm-hmm. um, I pray that that will continue to go forward. But I, I think one of the you know on top of downtown and the growth that's going to happen uh, yeah, there, the Veterans Park down there, the veteran- the, it's just oh I love it. Um, right, and finally looks like some traction on the what was the Magla Mill yes property. Uh, I'm fine with whatever comes out, but as an attraction factor for there to be a greater sense of place, a town center. That That's right. I just think that's good for human community to yeah. have a identifiable centers where connectivity happens, energy, communal spaces uh, that also are beautiful enough to typify to to be good for the human psyche. Right. Yeah, and, and I mean, we got the new trailhead down there that's going to eventually yeah. connect all the way to Burkdale in a matter of idea. three years. Yeah, and, you know that that you know I guess one of the biggest things is we were being pro we're being proactive the last four years. You know, and it's not just for me, but the the rest of the board and the mayor. You know, we talk about shovel ready projects. I've heard about Stumptown Road extension for twenty years, but nothing's ever been done on it. So now we're starting to do those things. So when government money comes available through CARPO. 
uh, of then we can go and build those things pretty quickly because we already have things ready, basically ready to go. Um, we got a great staff. You know, we've my first year I was thrown into the fire. Our town manager was uh, resigned. We didn't have a town attorney. Our town attorney at the time was a 57-year town employee, uh, Mr. Blythe. And um, so we had to hire a new town attorney. We had to hire a town attorney, an in-house town attorney. We got a new town manager. So I'm proud that as I leave, all the right pieces are in place mm. for us to be a community that's 65,000 growing to 100. And we're not the little small town that we were, you know, when I moved here in 1995, 90, 96. And pretty much everyone listening to us, unless they were here before you, moved here with the understanding, oh, there's a Starbucks coming. Like, pretty much, uh, I wouldn't have moved here, and most of my friends would not have if they didn't have a sense, oh, this is becoming. Mm -hmm. Um, And we look forward to what it is, and I'm proud of our schools here, proud that we're the location of Lake Norman Charter schools, which are consistently top in the state uh just so many things i'm I'm proud of here um brian thank you for your service any any concluding reflections on what it means to be a as a follower of jesus on uh just concluding reflection on what public service as a subset of our faith in christ well I, i think that um god calls us to a lot of different paths and everybody's unique and our own gifting and Politics is not for everybody. I learned that it's not a lifelong thing for me, but it's not something I'm ever going to look back on and regret. Like, well, yeah, I talked about doing it, but I never did it. Yes. Uh, now I can say with a lot of life ahead of me, I did it. I tried it. I, I have my fingerprint on a good thing yeah. that's going in the right direction. Uh, and I would just encourage others that, you know, whatever whatever that little prompting is inside of you. I mean, you, you may have, have had it for the last month. You may have had it for the last five years. Sign your name to the line, you know, and act. Now, I happen to know what the the prompting that has grown in you as a business owner and having a kingdom side to what God's made you good at and influence he's given you and resources he's given you. Uh, and just briefly, that's in the area of Affordable housing? Yes, affordable housing. Um, I just admire, Brian, how you have projects going in our town right now. I admire how you're putting business resources to work for the kingdom, uh, resources that you, you do, you're not demanding, nor do you have to get normal uh, profit margin rate off of uh, for the sake of the poor and the working poor, and I admire that, and I look forward to applauding as those dreams come to reality. Well, I appreciate that very much. You'll that's definitely the, be in the loop. That's the Ask LFC podcast for today. Um, if you meet Brian, uh, shake his hand and tell him, well done serving our town for these years. See you next week.